0: Good morning, everybody, and welcome to episode 86 of the Quickie Podcast. How are you? I hope you're doing great. I'm your host, Dave Hopkins, and this is a fun one. My guest today is Jason Hildrey. He's a senior designer at Hendlin in Minneapolis. Baseball cards was his intro to design, so we talk about those. We talk about the hockey cards I used to collect and upper deck cards. You know, you know all about them. Come on. We talk about 90s hip-hop and throwback Thursday. I imagine we're similar age. We're throwing down the old school hip-hop. Jason tells us about a time where he was designing stuff, but he just wasn't quite happy. It didn't feel like it was quite there. So he took it upon himself to just start designing things for himself with fake brands that he wanted to design, what he wanted to become known for. And sure enough, it worked and it got some attention. He also tells us about him dabbling and working in animation and how he wants to strengthen that skill of his and an animation that he did for a conference, how that went over, how that was received, pretty exciting stuff for Jason. Ladies and gentlemen, let's get into this one. My guest, Jason Hildrey. Here we go.
1: Welcome to the Quickie Podcast, the daily interview show where we talk to graphic designers about their journey to the creative field, and we do it in 30 minutes or less. So, are you ready for a Quickie?
0: Good morning, Jason. How are you? Good morning. How are you? Doing great. Thank you so much for being on the show today. Yeah. Pleasure to be here. I don't mess around, I get right to it, so briefly tell the listeners about yourself.
1: Well, my name is Jason Hildre. I'm a senior designer at an agency called Henlin in Minneapolis, mm-hmm. and I uh, freelance on my nights and weekends.
0: <laughs> Perfect. Um, and how long have you been with Henlin for?
1: Uh, I have been with Henlin for uh, eight years. Um, eight years, work- great job. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I guess working professionally for about 15, so...
0: Perfect. 15 years in the game. Yep. <laughs> awesome. So I'm going to go even further than 15 years ago, Jason, and I want to ask you about your childhood and what that was like. And do you feel that you had a creative childhood?
1: Uh, Yeah, I would say I do. I did. Um, I guess uh, I had a lot of free time as a kid. <laughs> so uh kind of left to my own devices, you know, parents doing their thing and, uh-huh. you know, go play type of thing. So uh, I found that I would uh, draw a lot as a kid. Nice. So, um, I guess I was really into, uh, like sports at the time, baseball in particular. So a lot of my drawings would be, uh, you know, like baseball players and stuff like that.
0: So nice. Yeah. I had, I did very similar. I was sports and cars that I tried to draw. Nice. And I emphasized tried. Yeah. (laughs) So were you surrounded by any other designers or creatives in your family at a young age?
1: Uh, I would say not in the way, uh, Most people would think of creatives, but Mm -hmm. um, maybe a little bit of a creative spark. Uh, My dad was really into uh, airplanes and uh, he would uh, build like little model airplanes and fly them. So Mm -hmm. he would kind of custom build his own little balsa planes and stuff like that. So maybe a little bit of creativity, but not in like a drawing or painting type of sense, you know?
0: Yeah, that's cool. I love remote control airplanes. Yeah. So (laughs) what do you think really flicked the switch for you and made you pursue design as a career?
1: Well, I guess, uh, you know, I don't know if I necessarily knew what design was, um, you know, early on, but I guess thinking back on it, I probably, uh, had a few clues. I mean, um, you know, as a big baseball fan, I always collected baseball cards. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I think that's probably maybe the first spot where, you know, I really noticed like, oh, Hey, I really like, you know, this one looks over this other brand and, um, you know, just checking the layouts from year to year, you know, <laughs> they would, uh, update the designs every year, obviously. And, uh you know and then beyond that maybe like um you know team logos and things like that and jerseys and all that and mm-hmm. g- kind of just noticing all that design and the landscape of the things I watched
0: so in the baseball card world cuz I was a hockey card collector I was a hockey card guy
1: um, yeah.
0: and upper deck is like the primo brand in oh, yeah. in your <laughs> hockey card world is there a primo brand in the baseball card world
1: uh well uh i guess i haven't been too in touch with it as of late but at the time <laughs> um you know, I guess Upper Deck, I think, came in in '89. And I remember they had that Ken Griffey Jr. rookie card. Nice. <laughs> so that was always a big one to look for. Otherwise, uh, I think Tops was probably my favorite brand before that.
0: Oh. Mm-hmm. And I, yeah. I used to remember as a kid, you're making me reflect on this now, is uh, when McDonald's would team up with the NHL and they would have like the two or three pack hockey cards that you get with a Happy Meal. Oh, nice. Oh, I used to love collecting those. Man, they were awesome. Yeah. So. Besides the baseball cards, that was sort of the first spot where you really noticed design. Um, is there any other influential design or piece of art or something that stands out to you as the most influential of your life so far?
1: Uh, I guess I don't know as far as, uh, you know, maybe one piece. I mean, yeah, I mean, I was really into sports. I guess I was into uh you know, like music, and I guess in my late teens, early college days, you know, I listened to a lot of hip hop, so mm-hmm. <laughs> some of that influence. Okay, you know, like, throw down some artists. Some artists? Uh, I don't know about particular artists, but, you know, I would definitely notice aesthetics. Like, yep. um, Oh, man, it's really embarrassing to admit now, but, you know, like I'd listen to, like, No Limit Records stuff, <laughs> like, <laughs> back in the day, and they yes. have, like, the super blinged out covers, and, uh, you know, obviously...
0: <laughs> yeah, man, you're speaking my language. That's my Throwback <laughs> yeah. Thursday playlist.
1: Yeah. So, you know, a lot of that stuff, um, you know, personally, um, you know, probably just early on, you know, some of my first designs, um, maybe like one of my first ones I got picked would be, uh, you know, influential and, you know, my personal career, but, um, yeah, I'd say probably those things.
0: Got it. So who is some of the designers and brands that you look up to or closely follow and what is it about them that you like?
1: Uh, well, I would say uh, first and foremost, uh, I look locally because we have a lot of design uh, talent here in Minneapolis mm-hmm. so, in uh, the area. So, um, one um, agency I have always liked is uh, this Little and Company. Uh, they do some just really amazing branding. <laughs> so, um, I would say them for one. Um, also, locally, uh, there's this other shop called Capsule okay. that uh, does a lot of really nice branding too. And um, Duffy and Partners. Um, so probably those for sure. Um, I've always liked, uh, Michael Beirut of, uh, Pentagram. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I listened to his podcast. <laughs> um, you know, I've had a few of his books in the past and, uh, really like uh, a lot of his stuff. And, uh, I don't know if that applies too much to my work in particular, but, uh, Jessica Hish, uh, her typography. Mm -hmm. It's always been uh, pretty inspiring to look at too.
0: Yeah, those last couple come up on the show uh, quite a bit, you know, as an inspirational people to the design community. So that's great. Yeah. Um, I'm going to ask you a little bit about your process, Jason. Um, You might not think your design process is particularly unique, but I want to hear about it. And I want to hear why or what makes it your process.
1: Sure. Uh, I guess my process kind of varies depending on what type of project I'm working on. Mm -hmm. Um, I would say, um, so, I mean, if it's like a branding project, I'll, uh, want to do some research beforehand, you know, usually ask if I'm, if it's a freelance piece, you know, I'll send them a little questionnaire at least and, uh, or get on the phone with them and, uh, you know, ask them, uh, you know, just kind of what they're looking for, who their competitors are, kind of scope out their market space, you know, things like that. Um, If it's like a logo design I'm doing, I'll start with sketches first. Mm -hmm. Um, And just even layouts in general, too. I find that I work a little quicker, or I get my ideas out quicker on paper, and then I apply it to the computer. Um, And then uh, I do a lot of animation in my current position, too. Oh, cool. um, Yeah, I've been getting more into that the last few years. So um, a lot of times I'll get a script for uh, an animation I'm doing, and then I try to storyboard out the whole thing to start with. Um, just so I can think about kind of what transitions I'm using, like throughout the piece and just different things and try to flesh out the whole scope of the piece in my mind kind of before I, uh, get to the computer work of it. So,
0: Mm -hmm. so in your freelance then, is there particular projects that you tend to gravitate towards or is it, is it a really big mix of all kinds of stuff you're working on?
1: Uh, I've done a lot of stuff in the past, kind of a mix, you know, I try to make myself a little bit of a jack of all trades type of designer. So Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I'll do like some WordPress websites, you know, skinning those. And, uh, uh, more so lately I've been doing a lot of branding. Um, I've been working with this, um, marketing director at a, um, uh, property development company. Mm-hmm. So, um, they have a lot of different buildings, you know, that they're working on at the same time. And, yeah. um, uh, you know, they have a certain set of, uh, pieces that they'll need for each one. So, Um, you know, starting with the logo, kind of the branding look and, you know, a lot of marketing materials like floor plans that they hand out to the prospective renters and things like that and websites. And yeah, so I've been doing a lot of that lately.
0: Well, I'm a print guy. So you're, I know the real estate sort of package that goes together for new new properties. Mm -hmm. Very cool. And you know, the great thing about real estate is sometimes they, uh, or oftentimes They've got a little bit of money to play with and they're trying to do something cool and something different to get attention um, yeah, right. in their printed stuff. So that's fun as a designer to play with too. Mm-hmm. So Jason, the next couple of questions I have for you take you down part of your career where you might have made some mistakes, you might have learned some lessons and I want to pull those stories out and share those with the listeners here. Sure. Um, but Then I'll turn it around in the end and we'll end in a happy place. So. Sounds good. Um, What has been the most challenging time in your design career so far? Why was it challenging and how did you get through it?
1: I would say probably the middle of my career so far. Um, You know, I started off and uh, I don't think I necessarily had a clear idea of what I wanted to do Mm -hmm. (laughs) in the design world, you know, and uh, the first couple of jobs I took out of college were more kind of leaned a little heavier on the production side than the like original design side mm-hmm. so um you know i worked through those and I, I got good experience you know just being in a you know agency and things like that but um was finding it wasn't really what i wanted to do and uh, i was having a hard time kind of building a, my own portfolio too i guess you know just based off of the work i was getting there mm-hmm. so i was getting really frustrated and uh you know, it was actually my wife that you know kind of suggested to me. Well, you know, you don't have to be defined by what you're doing at your day job. You know, look for <laughs> outside stuff to work on. You know, you know, you know, don't be so frustrated, and you know, just do what you need to do. And uh, mm-hmm. so then, uh, you know, I kind of uh, took it upon myself. You know, well, thinking of, you know, what can I do to kind of advance my career? And uh, I just started just kind of making up my own projects just mm-hmm. for things I could put on my website, kind of like, well, what would I like to be working on? So I kind of just made up some fake brands and, you know, populated my web page. And uh, that really helped just kind of focus me and, um, you know, think about what do I want to work on? What do I like working on? And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, that um, when I put that out there, that started to get some notice for me, uh, more so than it, my website had in the past. And I started to get some more freelance work and really just uh, kind of took off from there, really. So...
0: Interesting. So a couple of things that I want to pull from that is w- that initial sort of production design, could you just expand on that a little bit? So you were doing, like, basically preparing for print, not really putting any original creative thought into it.
1: Yeah, or very minor creative thought, you know, maybe some small tweaks or adjustments on something. But, um, well, my first uh, job right out of school was for um, uh newspaper here. Mm-hmm. So I did a lot of... Uh, you know your daily print ads, a lot of car ads and things like that, so
0: yeah, for sure, you know
1: I, it wouldn't be like you know super high minded creative stuff, but <laughs> um you know, I so saw it'd be like swapping out the cars and things like that, you know, I might need a new layout you know every so often, but it wasn't you know exactly the things I wanted to be working on I was finding out,
0: so definitely, the other thing that really stood out to me with that is the idea of creating your own fake brands, creating your own stuff in that category that you want to get into and just putting yeah. that stuff out to the world. And naturally people will notice and then you'll start to pick up that kind of work. Is that sort of how that happened for you?
1: Yeah, I would say so. Yeah.
0: Perfect. It's funny. You say your wife was like, well, just, you know, do something different, you know, change it up. You control that. That's <laughs> <such a, laughs> something <laughs> yeah. my wife would say to me for sure.
1: Yeah, totally. And, you know, it's kind of the kickstart I needed, I guess. Yeah, so. exactly.
0: The big kick in the butt. What yeah. was the what was the type of work that you started designing on your own? What kind of fake brands were you creating to try and get that attention there?
1: Uh, you know, I was kind of just thinking of, well, what spaces could I be in or things like that so I, you know, I like I made up like a fake kind of resort hotel chain and did like logos and stuff like that. Nice. I made up like a fake barber shop and <laughs> did you know like websites and branding and stuff. I don't know, just stuff I thought would look cool and I don't know kind of make me more proud to show off my work to people <laughs> mm-hmm. type of thing you know compared to kind of what I did have in there at the time, so.
0: so just stuff that really made you proud and excited to share,
1: yeah, I would say so, and felt more current, you know I felt like. I had stuff in my portfolio, but, you know, it was already at the point where it was stuff I did five years ago or something and didn't look super current or, mm-hmm. you know, I, I just needed to really refresh myself, get that creative spark going on again. And, um, I think I was able to do that. So
0: awesome. It's funny you say the newspaper ads and that you did, um, sort of for your own stuff, you're working on some barbershop sort of rebrand, um, vibes. I was uh, at a restaurant in uh, Vancouver just like a few days ago with my kids, and they had the bathroom downstairs, and it was in this really old building, and they had hung up some really old newspapers through this glass viewing window, but they basically, like, you looked through this glass onto the foundation of the building, and on the foundation of the building, they had put these old newspapers, like, think like sixties, seventies newspapers. And there was this one ad in there for um, a guy. I wish I could remember. It was Helmet somebody. And the ad was this little ad, business card size. And all it said was, has Helmet cut your hair? And it <laughs> had like this horrible black and white picture of this guy who I must assume is Helmet. And- <laughs> <laughs> sure. And it just had a phone number. Has Helmet cut your hair? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> That's brilliant. Yeah. Helmet's created himself a sweet little brand there.
1: Yeah, I guess. <laughs>
0: There you go. So you, you can use that one, Jason. It's an old one. <laughs> <laughs> so now I want you to take us to a story about a design or a project that you were a part of that did not go well or bring the desired result. Um, what was that like? How did that feel? Take us to that story.
1: Uh, sure. So uh, one certainly came to mind for me. So um, I was working on this logo for this company, and they, um, they had originally reached out to me And kind of asked me, well, you know, could we pay a few hours and, you know, could you, um, you know, recommend to us what you would change about this logo? Kind of do like a breakdown of where I think it should go. So I did that. I wrote up a nice little piece on changes I thought could help. And then they're like, okay, well, let's, uh, you know, can you execute that for us and, you know, come up with something new? So I started working on that and um, it just kept going round after round of revisions and they just weren't happy with what I was bringing to them and um, I don't know I felt like I was you know adjusting based on their feedback but it just wasn't quite getting there Mm -hmm. (laughs) so I wasn't really sure where it was going and then uh, so it turns out they end up hiring uh, somebody else to finish it off and then they Sent me this logo and then wanted me to flush out brand guidelines for it. <laughs> like, hey, can you, you know, <laughs> build some brand guidelines based on this logo that you didn't work on? <laughs> um,
0: okay, so, wait a second. So they asked yeah. you to edit and critique a logo. Yeah, you did the, some of the work on it, sent yep. it back to them, and then all of a sudden, you get a logo back that somebody else has further edited.
1: Well, here's the thing. The logo they sent me back was everything that they told me they did not want. (laughs) So it wasn't like, you know, they were adjusting my work or anything. But Mm -hmm. um, I was just totally confused. Yeah, (laughs) to say the least. So, yeah.
0: So So so, did you do um, the uh, brand guidelines?
1: You know, I did that and then I haven't worked with them since. But (laughs) I was like, you know what? Okay, fine. I'll just, you know, do this quick and... You know, get you what you need there, but after that, uh yeah, probably not gonna happen again. So
0: Gotcha. So what was the so what was the lesson in that? What could you pull from that as um sort of the the oh gotta look for that next time?
1: Um you
0: know, I guess maybe not
1: initially, but after the first I guess round or two, just the real indecisiveness, I guess mm-hmm. I could was really uh you know, could feel that. I mean, you know, for instance there was some uh question it was the company's name was a word that was kind of you know like two words in one um one of those type of deals so it was well do we want it all lowercase or do we want to capitalize kind of like what the two main words were so it'd be easier to pick out like in one word um you know there's a lot just a lot of back and forth on little things like that and um yeah i don't know they just didn't really have like the clear vision i think <laughs> that uh <laughs> what would have helped or me kind of get to what they want more quickly but
0: for sure yeah the two words put together it was like a brangelina or so you know when you're trying to (laughs) combine something right Uh, um jason what is something that you're struggling with in your design career right now
1: uh i would say that uh at times i struggle with uh having an idea on in my head that i can't really execute Mm -hmm. (laughs) uh uh, specifically in some of the animation stuff i do because uh yeah, I just uh I've uh, grown immensely in my uh, skill set as I've gone I've kind of self self-taught myself uh After Effects and um working in there but uh yeah there's certain things that I still don't quite know how I should execute yet and that's so I usually have to uh dumb it down or think of something else to do instead but uh mm-hmm. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at there.
0: But. So you're sort of struggling and, and wanting to learn more in the animation space. And uh, and sometimes you sort of run into sort of a wall of of sort of next level understanding with the software, I guess. Is that a good way to put it? Or
1: Yeah, I would say so. Yeah. Got it. And uh, yeah, I mean, there's so many different things you can do in the animation space. And I'm not quite like, you know, where I'm working in. 3d and different, you know, applications like that. But, uh, Mm -hmm. I do a lot, a lot of real nice, uh, you know, stuff with what I, what I can
0: do know how to do. So. Perfect. I wonder if there's, um, like some Skillshare classes or something on that.
1: Yeah, I'm sure there is. I, in my downtime, if I ever have any, (laughs) I usually look up tutorials (laughs) and things like that. And, uh, you know, I've been working with some different plugins too that have, uh, been kind of exciting to learn. So
0: cool. Yeah. Um, so Jason, I want to turn this one around and tell us about a project you've been a part of that you're the most proud of.
1: Sure. Uh, I would say last year, um, I did this, uh, animation for this opening video of this, uh, conference, mm-hmm. um, that just turned out really excellent and was really well received. Um, so, it, uh, it was, uh, for this group, this is for my day job, um, mm-hmm at our agency um uh, it was a conference of uh, financial advisors and so they had a theme set up so we did this uh, storyboard and uh script you know wrote that around this theme and then uh i don't know i just read the script and i had a really clear vision for it and uh storyboarded it out really nicely and uh i used a lot of different animation techniques i hadn't before and mm-hmm. kind of taught myself a few new things along the way and uh yeah it was just very well received
0: so so what were what the things that you sort of learned along the way like getting technical what are some of the animation things that you sort of expanded your horizons on with that project
1: well this particular video it was all based on numbers <laughs> so i did a lot of different things where i used like um some scripts in after effects and built these counters that would you know dynamically count up things like that uh just um well, at the end, <laughs> we had to figure out like a really uh, impactful ending. And um, their logo for the conference was this, um, it's like a palm tree and a sun, kind of like this halftone sun. Okay. Um, so it was in like, uh, Orlando, I think. So um, so I ended up, uh, when the music hit at the end, I uh, used this shatter uh effect in after effects so i blew up the sun <laughs> to to end it <laughs> so,
0: uh,
1: that was the well
0: mic that was the mic drop when you just blew up the sun <laughs> yeah basically <laughs> so uh, yeah. when you said it was a conference for financial advisors i just pictured this animation of like money coming down from the clouds like just raining money
1: yeah <laughs>
0: not coins but bills so it was like a gentle rain
1: right but uh Yeah. It just, uh, went over very well. And, uh, yeah, it was a good one for the portfolio.
0: So awesome. That's a good one for sure. I want to ask, um, a practical question, I guess now about some of the products or tools that you're using. Um, what is one or two design product, um, tools, websites, communities that you just can't live without?
1: Uh, probably got a few for you. That's Mm -hmm. okay. Yeah. Fire them away. Sure. Um, Well, one I've been using more in my animation work is um, there's this plugin called Animation Composer uh, for After Effects, and uh, what it does is uh, it really automates uh, a lot of really cool effects that would take you forever to set up the keyframes and tween by hand. Uh, It uses scripts to automatically kind of dynamically create these uh, effects. So uh, it's been a really uh, time saver for the workflow day to day and getting projects out the door. So... Uh, And beyond that, um, I use Evernote a lot,
0: Okay.
1: uh, which is, you know, maybe not thought of as a design tool, but um, when I'm looking up a lot of these tutorials and things like that, I always um, save them to Evernote. So I have, um, and you can uh, tag them, uh, tag your uh, posts in there too. So, you know, I'll tag it like After Effects or whatever tutorials and Mm -hmm. really easy to go back and find stuff for reference.
0: Yeah, Um, it's really easily searchable. I remember from that.
1: Yeah, and then uh, beyond that, um, I use uh, this RSS reader called Feedly a lot.
0: Okay
1: um, which there's many RSS readers out there, but um, so I follow a lot of design blogs, so if I need to start looking for some inspiration or uh, you know mood boards and things like that, then uh, it's a really good resource for uh, you know, going through and browsing those. Um, mm-hmm. You know a lot of people just use Instagram these days. Um, but, uh, you know, Instagram is always based on the algorithms and you never know what you're going to see. Yeah. <laughs> so like if you have a particular agency or design blog you like, then at least you'll know you'll be, uh, seeing everything if you go through your RSS feed. So
0: mm-hmm, for sure. No, those are great ones. I like the Evernote, uh, mention because that's definitely useful and, um, so user friendly and easy to search and the kind of stuff that you can save in there. It's all pretty awesome. Yeah. So Jason, now's the time of the show for the Ask It Forward question. I've got a question sure. for you from my previous guest and you get an opportunity to ask a question of my next guest. I'm not going to tell you who they are, but you can ask them anything. Sure. So bear with me here. My previous guest was Kyle Tillman. He runs Tillman Creative Co. on the Gold Coast of Australia. He's a fun guy, has a really fun personality. So let me just sort of give you a preview of the uh, or a little bit of an asterisk to this one, um, there's a line in Breakfast Club. Have you seen that movie?
1: Oh, it's been a while, but it's yeah, been a while. okay. Enough. So at yeah. least
0: at least you've seen it. So you get the reference. Yeah. So Kyle's ask it forward question is: What music do you listen to while you're working that really pumps your nads? That really was <laughs> <laughs> the line from B- Breakfast Club is pumps your nads.
1: Oh,
0: (laughs) God! I don't remember
1: the context of that one. So, but I can just tell you what I listen to.
0: Yeah, perfect. What
1: I'm working. Um, Well, I guess uh, music-wise, I listen to uh, a lot of hip hop and R and B. So, (laughs) but uh,
0: it's like a uh, a throwback Thursday list on repeat.
1: Yeah, a lot of '90s. You know, playlists on Spotify. Yeah. G and uh, stuff like that, Nas.
0: <laughs> Nas, so, Warren G, some classic names there. Yeah. Perfect. That's uh, awesome, man. Yeah. Um, so, Jason, what is your ask it forward question?
1: My ask it forward question would be, uh, what do you do when you're stuck and under a deadline? <laughs> you know, how do you break through? You know, it's a time crunch. And, uh, you know, I've had instances where I'm, you know, up, super light burning the midnight oil but um, what do other people do to get their or what does this other uh, guest do to uh, get where they need to go as quickly as possible
0: I'm interested to hear what she will answer for this one yeah awesome Jason you made it to the end
1: all right sounds good
0: hey thank you so much for your time and for being a guest on the show today I really appreciate it and um, thank you
1: yes thanks for having me
0: All right. Thank you guys so much for listening to today's episode of the podcast. Thank you for spending some time here with us. You know what? I'll be back tomorrow. See you then. Have a great day.